This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI-audio, the place where blind people talk tech. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you again. And Sean Priest is over there somewhere. Are you eating again, Sean? No, I am not, Stephen. Stop asking. It's good to be here. <laughs> oh, I, just, I think we're asking that every single week because, of course, we all know the answers. Yes. Uh, Tim Schwartz is also here from Life After Blindness. Hello to you, sir. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Sean. Now, I- I'm actually surprised if any of us is not eating. That that would be a bigger surprise. <laughs> well, I'm finished with my eating. I, I had some lovely bagels. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Yes, I had some lovely bagels and uh, had a banana. I'm on a bit of a health kick these days, guys. <laughs> oh, wow. A yeah. uh, big bottle of water. Was this before or after you went to the gym? Oh, well, now you see. Oh, this breaking news. Breaking news this, this week, yeah. Yes. So I'm at the gym now. Um this is terrifying, right? Because uh, so, this is government-sanctioned gym. I've been forced. My government has forced me to go. What does it say about your health when the government steps in and says, "No, you have to go"? <laughs> Can we just say this? Is, this is a tech show, honestly. But carry on, Steve. honestly. No, really, yes. look, look, what I'm going to say is that you know, over the next few weeks, I am going to talk about how I've been using some technology. Uh, to help me access the gym. Um, for example, the Apple Watch, which is brilliant um, for some things. Uh, so we're going to get into that. Uh, also, why uh, the Apple Watch maybe uh, saved my life this week, potentially. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, I'll tell you briefly about it. So the mm-hmm. Apple Watch has a feature where it, it tracks your heart rate. And as well as that, you can also perform your own ECG, you know, because if you're bored at home on a Saturday night and maybe there isn't anything on Netflix you fancy or maybe that audio book you were looking for hasn't turned up on Audible, then you could just do an ECG. It's fun for all the family. Um, Hang on, isn't an ECG where they rub those two irons together and say clear No, that's put them on the, your chest? What is that? That's the other no. thing. <laughs> Defib. Yeah, that, is that that? Oh, yeah. Well, defibrillator, yes. That would be cool. Well, I don't think that's cool. No, I think that's bad. <laughs> Stephen, I think he's saying he wants to shock you with a defibrillator. I think that's what he's saying. He wants to run Hello. electrical current through your body. Just hit him with an iron. <laughs> but okay, it's sorry. shocking. <laughs> Carry, on. Carry on. So I performed my uh, ECG, and um, the result, basically, the, the watch said, hmm, uh, Stephen... You might want to visit a doctor at some point. And I know that kind of way you're thinking, that's not great. In the next five minutes. Yeah. Yes. How long have I got Hurry. left, doctor? Five? Why four? Four? Three? <laughs> um, so I decided Aww. maybe I should get in touch with the, the doctor, and uh, I did. And yes, I'm getting tests for a an irregular heartbeat, which is not the end of the world, but it's something that you have to have to get checked and maybe maybe need medication for. So for that reason, it is good that I'm, I'm getting to the gym and... Um, the government have stepped in, they marched into my house and said, get to the gym now. And I said, okay, um, can you take me? Uh, and then that was it. So, uh, I'm expecting a knock on the door any minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, I, if I'm getting a knock on the door, Priest, you're next. I'm sending them your way. Don't dob me in. Yeah, I am. I am going to. Uh, but no, it, coming for you, Sean. It's been such a. You know, in some ways, it's been really good. I mean, that's one thing I've been wanting to do for a very long time. So it's been really good. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things. You, getting started's the, the hardest bit. But once you're into it, and I hear all these people saying this. Oh, once you start, you'll just love it. And I'm like, no, I won't. I'll hate it. 
but actually I don't. I know, honest. you are now one of those people. I talked to you about it and it was all, oh, it was great. And I was like, oh, yeah, be quiet. <laughs> but in a supportive way, sorry. Yeah, Thanks, no, yeah, it was, it was yeah Well absolutely. done, Stephen. Yeah. Supportive as I expect you to be. Um, coming up, we're going to be joined by one of our listeners. We're going to talk about some iPhone SE 2 rumours that are kicking around because, uh, well, there's lots of rumours at the moment. Um, Apple glasses, Tim. I know we're quite excited about that. Hooray! I can't wait. I know, neither can I. I I'm just I'm getting all my money gathered up. I'm going to be waiting at the door of the Apple store. <laughs> With your wheelbarrow of cash. <laughs> yeah. Because yes. you'll need well, it. I will, and also by the time that comes round, which will be probably next year um, in the UK, our money will be worthless. So it will be a wheelbarrow <laughs> load of cash, probably standing outside the Apple Store, if they even are still here. If indeed civilization survives. Oh, um, keep it positive. Okay, I'll try. Uh, but first, let's talk a little bit about, um, well, me, actually, again. Um, so next week, I will be in Canada. <gasps> no. Travelling. To the big um, country. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be. <laughs> the Great White North? Is that what you were looking for? Is that, what the, is that the thing? Is it right? The Great That's White, what they call it, the Great are, are White you, North. Are you, yes. are you having a laugh? Are you saying that? And actually, that's not what it's called. Yes. <laughs> so when you say that when you're over there, they will beat you up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do call it the Great White North. I swear. Okay. I believe you. Really? Okay. Check, check with somebody when you get there. Yeah, sure, I won't. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the Great White North, I think, uh, Canada is where I am headed, Toronto, and I'll be spending some time with the guys at AMI, so you'll be uh, hearing me pop up. You may have heard me, uh, or, or hear me, I should say, on the uh, Live at Studio 5 show. I'll be popping up on that, uh, giving my opinions all on the way. Apparently, this is a, they think this is a good idea. <sighs> I think this is the worst idea ever, frankly, as far as... <laughs> AMI is concerned. <laughs> Clearly, they, they just don't love their license anymore because they're giving it away uh, next week. Um, just well, behave yourself. <laughs> That's the main thing. You're representing here. Is that what I'm doing? Right? Yes. I've got to be on my best behavior. Best behavior. How is that Wait, possible? He's, he's representing us in a positive way. Why are we sending Stephen again? <laughs> I'm very confused by this, if I'm honest. I mean, I'm going to spend most of the morning uh, with Megan and Mike asking the question, where is the food? Um because I'm confused. There's no food in I was here. told there'd be a buffet. Where's the buffet? Although, while you're hobnobbing in Toronto, I will not be here, Stephen. Oh, what are you going? Oh, well, we are going on a huge family vacation. I We are? Uh, we are. Well, we, <laughs> as in me and my family, not you. Uh, oh, although, oh. Boy, a double tap cruise to the Caribbean. We're not family. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, let's so, do no, it. I'm, I'm going on yet another cruise with all of my family. My parents, my wife, my brother, everybody's going. Well, I hope you all have a great time. I'll still be here in the shed, as usual. <laughs> yeah, so you can join uh, me and Sean from his shed, me from Toronto. I'll be there for a double tap next week. And uh, Marco Flalo joining us as well. He's going to be here. Uh, he'll be with me in Canada. So very exciting oh. stuff. Uh, so it's all happening next week. You can join us for that. We'll be talking about Double Tap TV and how he got involved. He's a sighted guy. <gasps> Um, so, yeah, we're going to be hearing from him and uh, <laughs> more about that breaking news. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> right, so that's oh, all coming. Anyway, look, let's get on Mark. with today's show because we've got so much to talk about. Microsoft had an event. Oh, and what an event. And, oh, really? 
no, okay, no, 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 sir. Look, the oh, Apple right, event okay. was a meh yeah. event. Mm. Then you got the Amazon event, which was just a what are they doing now event. It was crazy. No, yeah, yeah, the Amazon event was, uh, Apple was like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Amazon was like, I am absolutely done. <laughs> yeah, no more devices. And the Amazon events are like a tech circus, I think. They're just, yeah. you never know what's going to happen next. It could be the juggler and, and the bearded lady. You never know what's going to happen. The Microsoft right, yeah. event was sensible it was exciting it was uh, it was boring a, no it wasn't boring no, I'm no kidding. it wasn't it, boring no it wasn't right what you. was surprising sean what surprised you about yeah. this event okay 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 tim if you're going to challenge me i will tell you a new form <laughs> you factor up. a new <laughs> a new form factor here dual screen okay yeah. Yeah, yes, we've seen foldables before, but they're all trying to do that one screen, the foldable screen, which just isn't working so far. Everything's been delayed or broken. Yeah, so, that's Samsung, yeah. They're yeah exactly. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not just them. I mean, we're, we're waiting on others. I think LG might be doing one and Huawei, and, but, you know, they're, they're all being Who? delayed. Huawei. I've practiced. That's right. <laughs> wow. That's, that's correct. Impressed. Thank you. Oh, it just sounds well funny with done. your funny little accent. <laughs> yes. So, look, Microsoft have unveiled, they're not out till next year, but they've unveiled a new form factor using the dual screen, running a specialized version of Windows, Windows 10X. Yeah. Um, but that is mm. especially... I've heard that one before. <laughs> I know. Especially mm-hmm. designed for the dual screen interface. And it just looked really cool. And it looked like it wasn't just a gimmick. They had actually spent some time. A keyboard on the top, and it would cover half of the bottom screen, but uh, the other half was like a um, a touch bar on a MacBook, you know? So you could drag things up and down, and it was cool. It was just really exciting stuff. Okay, so you're so excited. Mm. How does Narrator work with this, or does it? It will work perfectly with it. No. Yeah, of course, there are some issues there, but I, no, wait, wait, wait. That's put it. Yeah. There may okay. be some issues there, but no, I don't think there will be anything that will make it unusable for us. So you're using one screen at a time. The screen reader will focus on whatever screen you're currently working on and switch to whichever other one you, you, know, you touch or move to. So I can't see there being any massive issues the problem is going to come into when you're trying to drag things from screen to screen of of course but i'm sure there'll be workarounds for that um but just this new form factor and the devices just you know they were quite sexy dare i say it they were nice and thin and i don't Mm. know i think microsoft have really put some some research into this and um they've come out with something that may actually work Stephen, okay. all I heard from all of that was Sean Priest saying that narrator is just fine. I swear that's what I heard. You did hear? No, th- those are the exact words you heard. Just mm. fine. Just not great. Mm. <laughs> just fine. So, yeah, Tim, I'll, I'll give my views in a minute. What do you think? What was your standout moment from it? Oh, boy. You know what? I don't know that there was a major standout moment. I, I do like this new form factor. I, I As much as I tease Sean, I think this is interesting because this is Microsoft shot at the foldable keyboard. I'm sorry, the foldable screen market. And, you know, I think that they're they're trying to do something different here. They're trying to be competitive and good on Microsoft because so many times you see that they're falling behind and trying so hard to catch up after they had been innovators. Well, 
I say that, but they do have a history of just taking everything that other people do, kind of like Apple. So never mind. I take that all back. But either way. Um, Fake news. <laughs> well, you know, uh, well, don't get me started. Anyway, so no, but I, I think that it is interesting to see them saying, you know what? All those other foldable you know, screens. Yeah, forget that. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to fix this. And I, I think it's interesting. I, I think it's brave. of, uh, Yeah, brave of Microsoft to say we're going to try something new. Well, I'm going to be slightly cautious in what I say because I am sitting down with the guys from Microsoft next week uh, in Toronto, so I'm maybe be a bit careful uh, to, to what I say here. But you know, actually, no, do you know what? I won't. I'll, I'll be brutally honest because that's that's what I'm here for. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, Is that ready. ticket refundable? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I do think that the... So I, I'm not overly keen on this Neo and Duo system, uh, which you're talking about here. So Surface Neo, Surface Duo is what you're talking about. These are the... Uh, Neo is the kind of larger... Almost like two iPads stuck together. Yes, um, that's a then, good... There's a hinge between them. So yeah. they are obviously yep. separate. Yeah, that's right. There's no line... It's not like the foldable device. I mean, it is foldable, but it's not a foldable screen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's two separate screens. And the Duo is essentially 5.5 inches, uh, two screens at that size. So, again, maybe two two iPhones stuck together, I guess. Um, and, you know, I guess these will be brilliant for business and they'll be brilliant for a lot of things. I just don't think for blind people this is going to be particularly usable or, or enjoyable in any way. It may well be accessible, but it's back to that thing of accessibility and usability. I'll tell you, if they had launched a, a single screen device at that size with all the power in it that meant I could actually have a Windows PC in my pocket, I'd be over the moon today. I would be, I'd be jumping up and down because you think about it. Think about, for example, the way we use our iPhones. A lot of us use our iPhones in our pockets. We're going to talk a bit about that later. Um, but the, if we use our iPhones in our pockets, that's great. We maybe have a Bluetooth keyboard or a, an earpiece in using along with it. Can you imagine if we could do that with a PC? Uh, and actually, there's probably no reason why you couldn't get all that power in there anymore. It would be incredible to do that. But that's not what this is. No, well, you because do have the, the smaller Surface ones. Pros. I mean, yeah, well, you're not going to stick that in your pocket, are you? Well, no, you're not. But then you've got the foldable option. I mean, there's only so much power you can get into a certain size. I... I don't know. Well, look, look okay, but, but let me talk about the other ones because okay. not, it's not just... Uh, okay, so Neo and Duo, I'm not overly keen on. However, the other products, Surface Pro 7, that looks like a lovely machine. I'm not overly keen on the form factor and the way they build these Surface Pros. I don't like the kickstand. I know I'd forget about it and smash the screen off something. <laughs> yes. Uh, it just terrifies me, that, that kickstand. Uh, but that's just me. The Surface Laptop, uh, we're up to number three on that. Uh, I hope you're keeping score here. Uh, Surface Laptop 3 is uh, coming out. Now, that, I would say, is uh, more traditional. Uh, that is your more traditional laptop in yep. 13, 15-inch size. Uh, that does appeal in a lot of ways to me. We also have a new uh, product in the line, which is the Surface Pro X. Uh, again, this is uh, running this Windows X software, a really skinned-down, thinned-down version of Windows. This could be interesting, but it runs off what's called an ARM processor. And the only issue that I think we may face as blind people with that is using it with something like JAWS. But um, time will tell. Um, I don't know how that's going to go. So I think Surprising. It, See? Told you. That was surprising, wasn't it? You didn't, yeah, that, that you was a surprise. Didn't expect um, a tablet with a smartphone chip in it, did you? Surprise! Yeah, 
I just want to thanks. Uh, yeah, oh, congratulations. Oh, so surprising. Oh, yes. Santa looks like daddy, all that. Yeah, right. Well, oh, that's wonderful. But um, <laughs> the Surface Pro 7, the Surface Laptop, I have to say those two are the ones I'm interested in. From a from a sort of George user point of view, I think, you know, or a screen reader perspective, I think those are the two that I would be most interested in. So that's what I'll be keeping my eye out for. Definitely. The Surface Laptop is always a nice, you know, your standard form factor, um, but it's it's such a sleek design, you know. I think it sits nicely between something like the MacBook Pro and the high-end Ultrabooks. Um, yeah, I really like this one. And plus, another surprise, they, they've got a... Two models. The 13.5-inch is a Intel 10th generation CPU, but the 15-inch is running a AMD Ryzen CPU. And that's going to be interesting because it's it's sort of unknown. Why would they go with the Ryzen for the 15-inch? Is it more powerful than the Intel? So, that yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see what the benchmarks are going to be on that. I don't know if that's something to do with the screen size or something else going on within in that size model that they needed uh, the Ryzen chip. I, I'm not quite sure what the purpose of that was other than just needing that extra power boost. Yep. Again, I, I think it all depends on what you're using it for. So, you know, if you've got some low vision, I think that the Surface Pro 7 is a really good shout. Because oh, yeah. the screen is very good. I mean, it's a really good screen. The, the equivalent, I would say, to... Uh, some of these Dell computers, the Dell XPS range at the moment, 13-inch uh, and the 15-inch versions, the screens on those are incredible. They're very good screens, and the Surface Pro is exactly the same. So that might be something worth considering if you're, you're a ZoomText user or perhaps you use Supernova or you just use even standard Windows Magnifier. You might find this uh, does the job fine. The same with the Surface Laptop, I would say, um, but again, it just depends on ultimately what your your choice is. I wouldn't say there's much between those two. Uh, beyond that, and if you were looking at a new computer and you're, you're comparing it to something like Apple, um, well, price-wise, they're probably roughly the same. Again, it depends on the specification because you can, of course, spec these things up beyond the, the standard off-the-shelf stuff. Yeah, and the um, price quickly goes up. It's surprising. Oh, yes. Oh, and yeah, people say, oh, well, it goes up by, you know, as, I mean, Apple, you know, very expensive. Yeah, so are these. Yeah. We can be up to up to way beyond $2,000 very quickly. Yeah. Um, so that's something to consider. But I think I've been sort of dancing around this issue now for a few months, and I, I think I'm maybe getting closer to an answer, but deciding what my next computer is going to be. And I always come back to Windows for one reason. I mean, in one, in one way, I hate it. Because, oh, not Windows, ooh, Windows, ooh, bad. But actually, because, you know, Apple's kind of sexy and it's great for a lot of creative things. But when you want to get something done, actual work done, I always default to a PC. Because it just works for me. And it does just work. It gets the, the hard tasks Windows, done. Windows, it just works. I like that. Well, yeah, that's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, you know, Outlook, is, well, Office is good and it all works beautifully. Again, I'm talking about this from a JAWS user point of view, so screen readers, you know, all these things work really well. I mean, yeah, it's got a lot of function to it and a lot of challenging aspects to it. It's not perfect. But at the same token, it does work. You try using Outlook or Office on a Mac uh, with voiceover and that's not easy, you know. So... Getting the stuff done is is the challenge, and if there are things you need to do in a hurry, uh, getting work done, you know, important work, you would always default to a PC, which ultimately is the case for anybody. Hence, why they exist in so many workplaces. 
But I think oh. for us that is very much controversial. The case. I think this is a the grass is always greener thing because I I think I remember you saying the same thing about the Mac being the tool to get things done on. Well, I'll be honest. My view changed for <laughs> simply because well, simply because um, as my sight got worse, and the less I could use the screen, yeah, the more I defaulted to the voiceover uh, screen reader, and that meant. It was more that became more of a challenge to to do things. So I think for me, um, it, it kind of changed when my sight got worse. I don't feel as, as at home with. I mean, I can, I can turn the screen off on my PC and that's it. I'm done. Uh, I don't need the screen anymore. I'm quite happy to use that machine without a screen all day and all night. Yeah, uh, I get lots of things done with it. But I still with the Mac. I still think, where am I? What's going on? Why am I just? I always going, think that. <laughs> why, why is it going bonk all the time? Um, all I get is bonk, bonk, bonk. And I'm like, what's going on? What am I hitting against? It's like life. What well, am I hitting I, against? I, I think there that? is an argument from. It's a bit like the iOS versus Android. You know what people are comfortable. I know a few people that say you know they love voiceover and it's so much quicker. And when I watch them use it, it always wow, they are good at it. But mm. for me, I always find voiceover on the Mac. Um, just a bit of a struggle. It, it seems like I'm detached from it a little bit, and I'm always fighting to to get it to do something. But of course, that could be for just how comfortable I am using it. You know how familiar I am with it. So, but yeah, it I, is. I, I do I agree. With it you. is because because we've discussed this before. And you know, Tim, for example, you did a feature a while back here on the show about you know top ten uses for the command key. Uh, those shortcuts that are so important. When it comes to to learning how to navigate these systems successfully, and that's why I feel I've learned a lot of it, and I can jump around the system a lot quicker than I used to. Um, but it, it's not it's not really the system. Uh, it's not really the the layout of, of the, the, the of of the entire sort of Mac OS world, if you like. That's not really my issue. I mean, it's not it's it's a bit of getting used to, a bit fiddly, but there are ways around that. Um, it's it's the getting stuff done thing, you know. It's like sitting down and writing an email, and then or, or trying to, you know, notes. I don't understand why notes. To me, maybe I'm maybe I'm doing something wrong, but it seems like the most inaccessible app I've ever used on both the, the Mac and also on the iPhone. If I write notes, you know, the way I see it, I've got a list of things, right? So I maybe write five things, five things down in one note, and then trying to get the iPhone or the Mac to read that back. In the order I've done without you, oh, I need to remember to turn quick nav off, and yeah, oh, yeah. turn quick nav <laughs> yes. off, and I'm, oh, I'm not in the right box, and oh, I haven't interacted with this, and it's oh my lord, I just want to get it done. Whereas I can write it on text edit on the the PC, and it's there, and I can get back to those notes quickly and trust that when I press down on the down arrow on the cursor, it's actually going to go somewhere and and read to me what's on that line. These are the challenges with voiceover. And what you've just outlined there, Stephen, is exactly why my my initial argument or point on this might not be accurate. I was going to say kind of what, what Sean was saying is the conversation we've had in the past where is it based on what you know and what you started with, as we've talked about with, say, uh, voiceover versus talkback on, on Android. You know, People that come from talkback to voiceover, they might do okay, but sometimes they're lost. I The first 
the first actual screen reader on a smartphone that I ever used, and I say it that way because I used talks on my old Nokia, and I wouldn't really call that a smartphone. <laughs> With an X, yep. yeah. Yeah, so uh, my first <laughs> smartphone screen reader was voiceover. I have tried TalkBack on an Android phone, and to me at the time, it was clunky and slow. I know it's been made better since then, but to me, I was so used to using voiceover for so many years, I couldn't get past some of the the things with TalkBack. And then coming from uh, a PC side, I used JAWS for so long. I've been using JAWS now for probably 12 plus years. I have tried to use voiceover on a Mac. And like you were talking about with the the, the Navi and, and just you know, what command, do, you know, what, what do I have to use here and there? And it's just, it doesn't seem natural to me. And I can just fly by with, with uh, using JAWS or NVDA or something like that. And voiceover on the Mac just doesn't feel that fluid to me. So I, I want to say it's what we started with and that's what we know and that's what we're used to and comfortable with. But then maybe not. User error. There's glitches on each platform, isn't there? You know, well, that's yeah. true, but yeah. Mm. But isn't it interesting, though, that you that we all we all seem to be doing the same thing here. We seem to love our iPhones to within an inch of their lives. Right? Yes. iPhone is the greatest. Oh, yes. And then... When it comes to the same company, you know, with a laptop, nah, nah, you're all right. I'd rather go with the other guys. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I find that really strange. Why? Is. Is, is that just lack of development? Maybe this might all change as the Mac and the iPad become more unified. Yeah, that I'm hoping so. Happen. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely. remember getting my first iPhone and using voiceover, and it blew me away how good and how accessible it was. And that made me almost jump on the Mac bandwagon. That's when I first bought the Mac Mini. And I was disappointed. And I remember at the time, there was a lot of people, I think, that used voiceover on the iPhone and then thought, wow, this is amazing. Let me try a Mac. And it was different. It was totally different. And of course it's going to be because a mobile operating system is far simpler than a desktop environment, you know? So maybe it's unreasonable to expect it to be as easy to use. But I don't know. Look, I think it's quite refreshing that it proves that we're not just Apple fanboys or Microsoft fanboys. We just use whatever works for us. And it doesn't matter what platform it's on. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I'm willing I, to try anything, and if it works for me and I'm comfortable using it, I'm happy to use it and tell the world about it. But you, you do just kind of stick with what works best. That's true. That is true. But I, I, well, as you know me, I tend to dance around a little bit as well. <laughs> I tend to try things. I mean, you know, it's funny because um, the kind of cyclist in all of this is the Chromebook, isn't it? You know, it's like, well... Um, I mean, I love the Chromebook in a lot of ways. I think it's a great little speedy machine that does great stuff. Um, unfortunately, tr- truly, in order to use a Chromebook successfully, you have to have everything in your life web-based, hope that all those websites are accessible, and uh, pay top dollar for the Chromebook from Google because otherwise you're not going to get the experience. You're not going to get it from a budget machine, that's for sure. You're not meeting Google in Canada. No, no, it's all right. They're fine. Um, I'll probably unpack your suitcase (laughs) right now. (laughs) I'll say hello. No, I think I'm meeting them in November. So, yeah, I can expect the wrath then. Um, But listen, if you want to hear more uh, about uh, the latest announcements from Microsoft and actually have a look at some of the products as well, check out Double Tap TV. The next episode is uh, Tuesday. That is the day that we uh, get our show on air on AMI-TV at 830 Eastern. Uh, so check it out there. And of course, you can check out all the previous episodes 
on our website, doubletap.online, and of course, ami.ca forward slash doubletap. Coming up next, we're going to talk about some more rumors about Apple products, possibly a new iPhone SE 2. Stick around. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. Welcome back. This is Double Tap Canada. It is Stephen Scott along with Sean Priest today. Tim Schwartz is also here from Life After Blindness. Uh, now let's get back to... Uh, some of our news of the week, and oh, I'm very excited, guys, because <laughs> I knew you would be. the iPhone SE 2, I think it's finally going to happen. Oh, I hope so. Please don't tease me, Apple. Please make this a reality. <laughs> it's not them, well, is it? Look, the rumour's been going on for ages anyway, so of course it's going to happen at some point. At one point, the rumour is going to be true. <laughs> Thanks. That's our correspondent there for stating <laughs> the bleeding obvious. Yeah, fantastic oh, yeah. analysis, Sean Priest. It's fantastic. Yeah, but you can't get all excited now because look, it's still a rumour. Oh, we're it's going to happen. No, look, I, I am convinced on this. I know Tim is convinced on it. Personally, I'm, uh, I've been holding out for this for a while. I don't know if I can hold out any longer, if I'm honest. I think I need a phone uh, because I keep sending phones back to Apple. And I think I've got to keep at least one of them. I think that's the deal. Um, I think Apple are going to sort of turn around and say, right, you know what, Stephen, you can have one more phone, but that's the last. No more. Yeah, they do kind of prefer that you hold on to at least one. Yeah. But, you know, if you quit buying them all, maybe this wouldn't be such oh, a listen, problem. No, look, I've been doing this for the for the benefit of this program, Tim. <laughs> oh, it's I all see. all about Testing. you. R&D. Uh, this has nothing yes. to do with me. Uh, I, I sacrifice my credit card every month for this program. And look at the thanks I get. Um, but yeah, thanks. let's talk about the yeah. The, the rumors are a four point seven inch screen. Now we were talking about this during the week before we we started recording here, and we were sort of arguing about the sizes. Now we looked into this uh, because we actually did some research, which is very unusual. And um, it turns out that that's the same screen size as the iPhone eight, and I think the iPhone seven before. So. That's um, right. It's going to be. It's essentially going to be an iPhone eight. Now, if you've got an iPhone SE at the moment, and you're thinking, what will this new iPhone SE two feel like? Well, let's imagine that you uh, your little SE two has suddenly just been transformed into a pancake, and um, I don't mean it changed shape or anything. I just mean it become a pancake in the shape of an iPhone SE, uh, and then you stood on that said pancake. Well, what was left would be the iPhone eight, or essentially now the iPhone SE two. Um, does, wow. does, does that make sense? No, not at all. It no, does. not even close. <laughs> it, sense. it just made me hungry for pancakes. pancakes. It's going to be well. thinner and slightly bigger. So the SE is a four-inch diagonal yes. screen, which I'm still amazed at. What just seven? Sounds so tiny. No, the current SE is, is oh, I see, yes, four yes. inch. So the new one is going to be four point seven. So, yeah, basically it's just going to be an iPhone eight, but it's the innards, what they're putting inside <sighs> it, that's exciting. Well. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is interesting, Tim. I mean, you've been looking into this as well. This is essentially going to be an iPhone 11 with um, sheep's clothing on? Very much so, I think, because they say it's going to have a version of the A13 chip. I think it's A13X. Is that right, Sean, is what they're calling it or something like that? And I read then... it was just the A13. Okay, so yeah, either way. So the A13 chip, which is the brand new chip that's in the iPhone 11 series, and then three gigs of RAM. 
and I'm really looking forward to this. Why would I want an iPhone 11? Unless, of course, you are someone who does want it for the cameras. Of course, the two and three cameras you know, that are available with the, the 11 and the 11 Pro and all that. The cameras are fantastic, and that's great. But if you're especially if you're blind or visually impaired and you don't really care about the camera or you're not into taking photos or video, and you just want the power of that iPhone 11 in the older style, in that, that iPhone 8 style with Touch ID, I might add, then yeah, SE2 from all the rumors sounds like the phone to get, at least for me. I've got an iPhone 7 now. I've been trying to hold off and hold off. And if, if this really does happen, I, I'm going to immediately trade in my iPhone 7. <gasps> immediately? Immediately. Immediately. As soon as the SE2 comes out that day, I will be at the <laughs> Apple store, yes. Oh, you're going to do the, the turn up at the store thing? Oh, I love that. Uh, well, yes. this is going to be popular for sure. Uh, three gig of RAM, LCD display, so not OLED. I mean, look, if you're blind, who cares, right? Uh, touch ID instead of Face ID. Love that. Um the rumors are that, and I can believe this, it will sell between 30 and 40 million units across 2020. One of those will be Tim. And, uh, Absolutely. I'll buy five. Well, and take they're four saying back. that it could be possibly in the, you know, 450 or less dollars, probably 400 or less even. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think it'll go below $400? I mean, so the Google Pixel 3a, which is kind of your entry level, but very good uh, Android. Uh, phone, which I would say is probably the best Android phone out there for the money. Um, yes, it, it would go right up against that. And I, I, I said this. How many times have I said this in this show? Never. Apple will do this. You said, Priest. You said, oh no, no, they won't do that because Apple just want to take all your money, and you know they're not interested. Well, Apple don't do go. budget. They, yes, they do now. Well, yes, they do. They have a budget iPad. The, the, S, the SE is the budget uh, iPhone. It's not budget enough for me. No, let, oh, it, doesn't oh, sorry, it doesn't cost five. <laughs> Dollars. <laughs> the iPhone 8 will disappear and this will take its place. Yes. It actually makes sense from a naming oh, yeah. point of view. You know, at the minute it's a little confusing with the 7, 8, and then a 10 and an 11. Are so, you all right, Sean, with that? Are you okay, Sean? Well, well. You know, just you sounded a bit kind of panicky there, you know, over the, the numbering system. Well, I, I don't like it. It's missing the 9. Where's the 9? People need to know. But look. Wait, 7, 8, 9. <laughs> Hey. Oh. Uh, that two oh, seconds of silence stuff. while we were trying to figure out what you were talking about, Tim, <laughs> makes all the difference. No, look, we'll just we'll having the iPhone SE2. <laughs> having the iPhone SE2 just makes total sense if you get rid of the 8 and hopefully the 7. But it's going to be amazing. For us, the Touch ID is the big seller, you know, because people, for whatever reason, aren't really that keen on Face ID until we get a combination of the two the uh, SE2 with Touch ID, it's going to be a seller. Yeah. I don't know that I really have a problem with Face ID oh, as it is, terrible. but but I want that combination or at least the option to have Touch ID because I'm a person who always, almost always at least, has a Bluetooth in or headphones in, and I just keep my phone in my pocket because I've got voiceover running. I can unlock the phone with Touch ID and just keep using it in my coat pocket or, or on a table. I don't have to pick it up and put it in my face to unlock it. So... If I want Touch ID. Don't put it in your face. That's bad. That's bad. Don't do Not that. Not in my Don't face. Do this yeah, at home. In front of my face. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and apparently, uh, the biggest, this wow. is the biggest hit apparently with iPhone 6 owners. I get that. Um, you know, if you've got an iPhone, if you're still rocking an iPhone 6, it's time to upgrade, guys. Come on. What is going on here? 
uh, because the iPhone 6 won't even get you the latest version of iOS anymore. So that is out of the game. Um, so yeah. that seems a bit obvious. Uh, let's let's oh, yeah. go to uh, the phones because uh, we've got Mark on the line with us. Mark, uh, hi, how are you? Hi, Stephen. I'm fine, thank you. Where are you uh, getting in touch from? I'm in south-east London in, in the borough of Greenwich. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Oh, posh. Posh. You could clearly get money. Um, <laughs> so you'll have bought an iPhone 11 Pro Max by now, I'd imagine. Uh, well, uh, I, I was wanting a new phone, and I've just recently bought a new phone. But oh. um, as as far as um, for the first time ever, I've actually got an iPhone. Well, I didn't go for the, the latest and greatest because it wasn't for me. Um, I'm, I'm very busy, um, and... I need a phone that I don't have to keep getting out of my pocket. I mean, London can be quite a, uh, a dangerous place at times, so I don't want to keep getting the phone out, and that's why I wanted the touch um, ID. So I've actually bought myself an iPhone 8. Oh, well done, sir. Well done. Oh. Well done. That is no, absolutely boo. well done. Oh, come on. No. no, don't shut him down. Come on, he's just called in. Um, it's it's no. not his decision. It's just that he agreed with you. That's why I disagree with you. Yeah, exactly. No, but to, but to Mark's point, though, we all were saying, boy, the iPhone 8 is going to really be the phone to get if you want Touch ID. Yeah. And then the rumors and leaks about this SE2 came out, and that's kind of changed our tune. So, Mark, are you regretting this? Are you looking forward to the SE2, or are you happy with your decision? Well, none of you have said when this um, so-called SE2 may be coming out. And Rumor is possibly by Mark. Uh, well, oh, that's, not, that's not. Yes, I, I may regret it then, but because um, the SE2 no, does does sound exciting, and that's what I would have chosen until they bring out the new um, fingerprint on the, what would it be, the iPhone 12 or the iPhone 13? Who knows? What this means is that we're moving towards a six-month buying cycle for new iPhones (laughs) in the blind community. Because at the moment, so you've probably heard me, Mark, talking away about all these phones. The iPhone 11 Pro Max was the one I started out with. Uh, Oh, that was terrible, terrible phone. Uh, Too big, too heavy. And it's too good, frankly. I just don't need all that. <laughs> There's too much going it's on. Terrible. It's too good. Uh, but that makes total Stephen Scott sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, I decided then to to get rid of that and get an iPhone 11. And I'll be honest, the iPhone 11 itself, it, again, quite a heavy phone, still quite big. I mean, it's in that middle point between the iPhone Pro and the iPhone Pro Max. So. Um, again, screen size a bit big and bulky, and you know I, there, there are actual problems with this device. Uh, wireless charging just doesn't work. <laughs> Helpful, really? Um, yeah, and well, it does work as long as you restart the phone every couple of hours. Hmm. Useful. Oh, that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah, perfectly acceptable. That's a feature. Yeah, <laughs> feature <laughs> or bug. Uh, but well, for obvious reasons, it's going back. But uh, that that is one reason why it's going back. Secondly, I just don't really like it very much. Um, so. I was kind of thinking, and I'm really glad you're on because I want to ask you about the iPhone 8. Uh, th- that's the one I've now ordered. Um, although, ironically, someone, and it just seems like a comedy of errors now, um, it was delivered yesterday, and the guy uh, who delivered it called me to say, I've got something for you here. Um, I'm just going to sort of drop it in your garden. And I said, yeah, that's fine. And he did drop it in the garden, like from a fairly decent height. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't know how good it's going to, to last. It seems okay at the moment, but we'll see. Uh, but I want to ask you about it because um, this this point I keep making about Face ID, and you guys, I don't think, uh, Tim, Sean, you've actually tried Face ID on a phone, have you? No, 
I actually have uh, not very long. I did get to borrow a 10 uh, a while back and, and try it out just a little bit. It wasn't too bad, a little funky, but it wasn't bad. Well, yeah, the problem is, it's like you say, Mark, and I think that's the key point. In a hurry, when you're trying to get things done, uh, that can be a little funky thing, actually becomes very irritating, almost, you know, let me smash this against the nearest wall. Also, Stephen, from the security point of view, I mean, when I leave the house in the morning, go out with my guide dog, I check the bus times on the bus Mm. app, that phone is in my pocket, and I can hear it through my earpiece. As I get down to the railway station, I do the same with the time table on on the phone again i don't have to get it out of my pocket because of the touch id uh, then i'll listen to a book on the train while i'm going to my first uh, address and again it stays in my pocket then i fire up my gps which my one is blind square um, i put the address in the night before so i don't have to get the phone out of my pocket when i arrive there in the phone app i've already put the customer's number in the phone app so i ring it and that's when I get the phone out of my pocket. So really, from door to door, I've only got it out of my pocket once. Uh, and that's a quite a big safety issue. And that's why I didn't want face um, recognition. And what have you moved from to get to the iPhone 8? I, I, I gave my very hardworking iPhone 7 um, to, uh, to my wife, Sally. And um, so I've just gone up one level. And the only thing I've really noticed is they're absolutely identical is that the iPhone 8 is, is snappier. It's, it's mm. quicker. Yeah, yeah, it, is, it seems that way. And uh, I mean, the iPhone 7, incidentally, I've got one of those for work. And I find it pretty snippy as well. It seems to get the job done pretty quickly. Mm. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. What, what's going on here? So you've tried everything, Stephen. How much faster was the iPhone 11 or how much slower is the iPhone 7 or 8? No, it's it's not. Well, personally, I don't think it's about the speed. I mean, of of course, an iPhone 11 Pro is going to be fast as anything, right? But that's not what I'm interested in. in this. No, yeah, but did you notice any difference when you just swipe it around and opening apps? Was there any noticeable difference? Uh, it, it was speedy. Yeah, I mean, it moved quickly. It was noticeable, I would say, uh, especially voiceover and the way it reacts, moving around the screen. Everything was much quicker and much res- much responded much faster. So. Yep. Yeah, definitely better for sure. But I don't think, I think we're at a point where the speed difference isn't as big a deal anymore. And that's why I'm quite happy to go back to the iPhone 8. I mean, the SE2 definitely appeals to me without shadow of a doubt, but it's just going to take too long. And I kind of need a phone in between all this. So, you know, the iPhone 8 will do for now. And then, yeah, I'll probably join Tim in the queue and get the iPhone SE2 as well, because, you know, why not? And then we can just send the iPhone 8 back. And send but it but back. Isn't, isn't the news encouraging, though, Stephen? Because my fear is that the phones have been getting bigger and bigger. Um, and, and this is, mm. you know, this is the opposite, which is just what we want, if you're, especially if you're totally blind, like I am, and you, you don't want a big screen. Well, the, the problem for me, Mark, is I, I'm in a position where I still have a little bit of vision. And I, an iPhone Pro Max, which originally I thought, well, the screen on this is going to be incredible. I might be able to get away with it. Um, I could for things like texts. I could maybe read a text on it. But that was maybe it. Yeah. Uh, and what happens is you end up in a position, where, and I think this is a bit like the way I've been using the computers over the past couple of years. There comes a point, and Tim, I know you've experienced this as well. There comes a point when you just have to switch off the screen it's not really a choice but you but yeah. you kind of have to make the choice don't you yeah yeah you definitely do because as we've we've talked about on this program before 
You know, there's only so big you can make a word be on the screen where it, it doesn't become productive anymore. When you're seeing half of a word or two big letters on your screen, your know, computer <laughs> screen, or even on your, your phone screen, it's not really productive at that point. And so, yeah, if you are totally blind, like Mark was saying, yeah, these larger screens, I mean, the iPhone 11 and, and Pro and Max and all that, they're, they're amazing phones. They're very fast. The battery from everything that I've read is so much better. And that's great. But I, I like Mark, don't need a large screen on my phone. I currently have an iPhone 7. If I was at a 6 or a 6S, I might have, well, probably already would have upgraded to an iPhone 8. And even now with the 11, I'd probably still be looking at an 8 even with the SE2 coming, just because I would be so far behind. However, this SE2 and all these rumors, if it if it comes to fruition, whew, boy, it really makes an argument against the 8. And like Sean said, they'll, they'll most likely drop the 8 from the lineup. And uh, this will be the new, you know, the new blind phone, I guess, as it were, the blind edition. Yep. <laughs> but I like that small, you know, bigger, you know, medium, large, whatever kind of size that they're doing here. And, and it will be, I think, a, a budget type phone. And let's talk about size, guys. Um, no, because- please. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Careful. Well, you know, it does matter. And uh, clearly, you know, we think small is better. Um, because it is, frankly. Uh, you know, I mean, 4.7-inch screen, uh, iPhone 7 size, iPhone 8 is, is going to be the same as that. And the SE2 will, rumoured anyway, to be the same. And it does matter because, like you, Sim, you're carrying this thing around in your pocket you know, mine's is connected to my AirPods most of the time, if not the, the wired ones when the batteries go on the AirPods. Uh, little Bluetooth keyboard that I carry around with me, pull that out on the train, sitting away, working away, just getting on with things. And, you know, with Face ID, it's always so, you know, you need to unlock your phone, which, as you say, you then have to pull your phone out. And what is this way? You can just sort of just touch ID and you're in and it works. It is such... A good device, and I think one of the best features for blind people—I um, say for blind people—but for the, the security aspect as well is if you've got screen curtain turned on. If, a, if if somebody does run away with your phone, they'll never get into it. They'll never figure it out. I mean, how, they'll never get out of <laughs> no. that. So um, you know, it, it just seems it's such a good little phone, and it does seem strange, doesn't it, Mark? That we're in a position where, you know, here we have all these brand new phones. And we're kind of hankering back to the good old days of, of what iPhones were. Um, it seems a bit strange, maybe a bit backwards, but, you know, clearly there is a reason. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Stephen. I mean, this is the first time I haven't bought the sort of latest and greatest iPhone. It's it's not mm-hmm. a question of cost for me uh, because, you know, I can afford it with the work. It, it pays for itself. So this is the first time I've actually sort of not gone for the greatest and, and, and best. So... Um, I do look forward to sort of phones not going bigger and bigger. Um, do, do you remember in the early days when the, the, the first smartphones come out and those those screens with no buttons used to frighten, certainly frightened me. I thought, if this is the way the future's going, we'll never cope. And of yeah. course, VoiceOver came out and the 3GS and I snapped it up straight away and loved it after a weekend of confusion. But that's, but- that's the thing though, isn't it? Because this is the, <laughs> this is the point we're at now where you're right. 10 years ago, we were all saying, oh, an iPhone's accessible. That's good. Mm. Um, but, you know, because that, that moved on from the conversation of, well, it's a sheet of glass. How are we going to use this? Mm. That yeah. question was then answered. The problem now is with all these new facial recognition features and all these things that are visual uh, features that they're adding into these phones, 
that does that does worry me about the future. Now, I, I, I want to get Sean in this because Sean, you're probably sitting there seething at all. Of I this. am absolutely. I am. No. Well, listen. How that spell is? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's anything to do with screen size or, or whatever. I think the thing that we keep coming back to is that we hate Face ID. It's inconvenient. Yeah, having to take the phone out of your pocket, people just don't want to do it. Is that just a VI thing? I'm not entirely sure. But it's the Touch ID that makes all the difference. So as soon as we get to the point where they combine the two, we have the option of Touch ID or Face ID or both together if you're, you know, hyper security, then you can use both. But it's, it's simply that the Touch ID is the thing that everyone wants and will forego the fancy cameras and the better performance and the OLED screens to get that Touch ID. Well, and so much so that it's been rumored that either the 2020 iPhones, you know, late next year or even in the 2021, they will be reincorporating fa- uh, Touch ID with Face ID, but have it be more like what uh, I think it's Samsung had done it or, or Android, uh, the Google Androids. I don't remember which uh, if it was the Pixel, but, you know, have it where you can basically do Touch ID anywhere on the screen. It's right underneath the glass of the screen and you can unlock anywhere. And, and it is rumored that Apple is looking at doing that combined with Face ID within the next two cycles. So if they do that, that'll be fantastic going forward. But for now, yeah, I want to hang on the Touch ID as long as I can. Although I still say with more confidence than ever, before the end of June, we will have Apple Glasses and this whole conversation (sighs) will not matter. (laughs) Whoa, 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 what difference does that make? Well, it makes a big difference. Because I'll be wearing the glasses and doing everything with the glasses and, and never have to bring my phone out. No. Oh, d- 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 yes. Oh, oh, oh. With voice control and voiceover, I can do everything on my phone without ever even Absolute nonsense. It. Absolutely. Oh, that's like saying, sense. I've got an Apple Watch, so I don't need a phone or whatever. No, no, no. You, no, no, just no. Someday. Oh, someday. Apple Watch will replace the uh, the iPhone, sure. Of course it will. Yeah, exactly. That. Of course it will. Yes, yeah, someday. Not June. <laughs> I didn't say the Apple glasses would completely replace my iPhone, but I will have less of a reason to take it out of my pocket. Yeah, all right. You wear them and the Bose AR frames and the Amazon frames. Can I just say? Can I just need a bigger head? um, I I think the watch is falling behind. Have you got an Apple Watch, Mark? No, um, I was considering getting one because um, I'm a keen swimmer, and um, I know some people do use them for swimming. And I had a discussion on Apple Biz the other day uh, about. Would I break it if I clang it off the ladders or if I hit it off the walls? Because I've never been a very good straight swimmer. Um, and apparently, <laughs> apparently they are quite good at taking <laughs> a bit of damage. <laughs> well, that's that's lucky. <laughs> but I haven't, got, I haven't got one yet. Yeah, I, I keep, as a friend of mine who was asking me this the other week, and he said, you know, you, you always talk about the Apple Watch. Would you recommend it? And um, to be honest, I don't like recommending the Apple Watch because I think it's a bit of a Marmite product for, for blind people. Um, it either works for you or it doesn't. I know you're a fan, Tim. I'm a big fan of the Apple Watch, but it comes down to, like you're saying there, Stephen, that it's very individual. It's very personal. There's so many things that the Apple Watch can do, but mm. you may not be interested in all those things. It might be one thing or two or three things mm. that you have to find that work for you. Mm. Uh, and, and so I think that the Apple Watch is a fantastic uh, you know, piece of hardware. I think it's great to use, and I use it for all kinds of things, but... Yeah, it's it's hard to recommend because you don't know what a person necessarily is going to want to use it for. Yeah, it's a great piece of tech that does practically nothing, but I still like it. It's weird. Uh, well, yeah, that's it's a bit like you, Stephen. Well, 
We still like you even though he does nothing. Right. Oh wow. Um yeah, it's interesting. That was that was mm. Sean's last appearance <laughs> on uh, Double Tap Cat. I didn't know you were planning to leave this week, uh, Sean. You bye should bye. have told us. We'd have brought a cake. Um, I mean, we brought a cake anyway, obviously, but we brought a special cake for that. So we always have. Yeah, food. exactly. Um, but I know what you mean, though, because like I, I got a Facebook message the other day and I couldn't read it, and I, we we obviously all communicate on WhatsApp, and we couldn't read that and listen to the messages, and there's still a lot you can't do, and all I ever hear about are apps coming away from the Apple Watch. So I don't really know how yeah. we're ever going to get to the point where the watch can be independent because I really want it to be. I'd, I, was, I was even trying the other day to pair a Bluetooth keyboard to it because I thought that'd be really cool. It doesn't work. It only You can only Bluetooth audio devices to it. Yeah. So um, flick type for Apple Watch that that became my number one yeah. app on Apple Watches using flick type to dictate messages. I need to get my head around that app because um, interesting. I did see a couple of tweets <laughs> recently about the flick type. I don't know if you spotted this, Tim, on our Twitter feed um, at Double Tap Canada. Uh, we had some comments about flick type not working so well on uh, iOS thirteen. And that's correct. I've actually reached out to the developers. I haven't heard back from them yet, but they have gone radio silent on social media mm-hmm. and even on their personal social medias. And I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, right now, FlickType, the embedded FlickType that you can use in, say, iMessage doesn't make any sounds. You can type. And once you exit FlickType, it will have put words on the screen, but it's not telling you what they are as you type. That is a problem. They're busy coding so, away. Yeah. But to be fair, I hope so. To be fair to FlickType, there is an issue with uh, a lot of third-party keyboards <laughs> yeah. under iOS 13. It is, this is definitely true. Isn't yeah, I don't know if it's as much a FlickType problem as it is an Apple iOS yeah. 13 problem. So have you got your iPhone 8 now, Mark? Yes. And what do you think so far? How long have I'm you not, had it? it? It's fine. I've had it for two days. And uh, it's worked hard for the last two days and not let me down at all. Um, as I mean, I had no problem with the iPhone 7, Stephen. Uh, it was a phone mm. I uh, I really did um, use. Um, but your wife wanted it. Well, she's got a 5S, of course, and they're, they're oh, a bit, that's too, old. That's bit too old now yeah. for the uh, latest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd be divorcing you, Mark, if, if that was the case. <laughs> I'm you away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> She's happy and I'm happy, Stephen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, got it. Well, no, you're right. But also, you know, it is good to have a new phone to play with. And even though it feels the same, uh, it does have uh, some nice specs in there as well. So, uh, yeah, it does sound good. Uh, Mark, thanks uh, for coming on this week. Really appreciate you coming on to uh, to talk. We could we could talk so much more, especially around security, because it's something I try and tell, Tim, uh, to, tell Sean, I should say, every single week is you've got to be so careful uh, yeah. out and about with your phone. Sean seems to live in some, I don't know, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory type <laughs> land, um, at least in his head, where, you know, everyone's lovely and nice. No one would ever, ever steal a phone. 99.9% of people are lovely. They're always helpful. They're fantastic. It's, you just, you got to be sensible, but no, don't overthink it. Can I, no, can I, just... I, I agree with you quite a lot there, Sean. People are very, very helpful when I'm, when I'm out and about. And, um, yeah, it always surprises me. It can really cheer up your day, can't it? Correct. There, yeah. Steve. I'm just still trying to figure out, is Sean Charlie or Augustus Gloop? I, I just oh, can't Oh, well, I don't know. A little bit of both. I was going to say a bit of both in there. <laughs> um, Mark, Aren't great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, team. Uh, now, look, before we go, just a quick reminder, if you want to get in touch with us, one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. If you want to drop us a message, let us know 
that you're happy for us to use your message on air, and we will. Feedback at ami.ca is our email. You can find us on Twitter as well, at Double Tap Canada. And if you've got a question for us around technology that you just need to be answered, then uh, get in touch with us using the hashtag AskDoubleTap. Don't forget Double Tap TV back Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. For now, though, from myself and Sean Priest and Tim Schwartz from Life After Blindness, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll catch you next time on Double Tap Canada. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.